Sadhguru is such a beautiful bhajan, you know. I think everyone knows who who knows about Bhagwan. It is so beautiful. I get uh, questions by email, sometimes long questions and all, and I. I encourage people to ask in satsang I think then everyone can benefit if it is really that question which is for your real existence to know yourself so if someone wants to ask go ahead please Walter is asking the sargam of this look I don't have a sargam but yes you have given me a new task so i'll get a sargam for it notations probably i'll get notations in english so you can also go through it can i ask a question sanjay yes shanti yes. here hello shanti how are you i'm good i'm good hi yes yes go ahead i i want to check um when i came for the last uh, gathering the word surrender was very big very huge and uh, sometimes i don't understand how to surrender it all on to him you know i'm confused what it also means surrender what it means everything so if you can just explain you know and there's a fear also of surrendering you know and then going into the unknown also will i be looked after or not mean looked after will 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 me and and, and whatever my fears will be will it be resolved so I don't know how to surrender and yeah. yeah. That's the very good question. I think this is very very important question. Some things are easy to say than to do. And uh, <laughs> surrender and people say partial surrender, complete surrender. Surrender is always complete. Partial is not a surrender. Partial is always a condition. So you can't say oh i will surrender for these things but this i will take charge you know this will be in my ego's charge rest i will give it to god or bhagwan ramana or some power but these things i will keep these portfolios i can't give everything 
And if I give everything, then what's going to happen to me? This is all the ego. If you just understand this, that the fear comes from, from unholding. And this unholding is also illusion. This and holding is also an illusion. And this fear is also an illusion. And I'll tell you the surrender is also an illusion. Because what are you surrendering? You don't have anything to surrender. Actually, when you understand, you will feel so shameful that what was I trying to hold when there's nothing which belongs to this body? And body doesn't belong to me. I'm not the owner of the body. But at mind level, at thought level, it looks like a big deal. My God, how can I surrender? Then what will happen to mortgage? What will happen to my family, my name, whatever it is? And the fear is of losing that control. And the fear is from ego. The one what you are is fearless. It has no fear. If someone is having fear in surrendering, that surrendering and that fear is all part and parcel of the ego. If you just understand this truth and contemplate on it, then you don't even have to surrender. You will give it up. It is only your mind. It is only your thought. It is a concept in your mind that you have to surrender. You know, in Hindi, there is a beautiful sentence, Tera tujko arpan kya lage mera. There's nothing of mine which I'm giving to anyone or to God or anything. What have you brought? You brought this body with you in this world? The body manifested and you're utilizing it and one day this body will disappear. There's nothing of sort which you can say it is mine. If you understand this and to understand this, if you start observing this mind, these thoughts, your actions, this body, this environment, this situation, slowly and slowly you will recede in this pure energy of your own self just by observing. So not saying anything which is arising in, in mind as yours. Not owning any thoughts, just watching. If they come, if you get swayed with the thoughts, okay. But then understand, this is just my mistake. I am so addicted to these thoughts. And you just start observing, witnessing. Slowly and gradually you will understand this all is happening, all external to you. And you are not even involved in all this. You are not even an entity. It is just an awareness which is actually not observing this body, but observing all bodies. And all bodies are projected from the mind, same source. And the mind is coming from that awareness. Actually, emptiness is giving rise to everything. Everything is coming from that emptiness. So if you understand this and contemplate on it and you go deeper into this understanding, not for meditative state for five minutes or 10 minutes, but try to contemplate this. So because you don't remember, that's why you get swayed in the mind. And the one who get 
involved in the mind game, we call it ego. But ego is also a concept of thought only. It is coming from mind only. Try to understand this. So this question of when I try to surrender, I feel fear. Yes, there is a big fear because that ego will be dissolved. The moment you understand this, there'll be, it is the existence of ego which is at stake. Once that ego dissolves, once you stop giving energy to your ego, actually there is no ego. We only give energy to these thoughts and create this entity which is false, which is known as ego. So understand this truth. Otherwise, it will be a very fake surrender. Ego is saying, I will surrender to God and staying there, you know, getting more stronger and telling someone else, I have already surrendered to God. It doesn't make any sense. Actually, if you really understand Sharanagati, surrender meaning, that you accept things as they are turning, happening, changing, things coming, things going, and you stay as an uninvolved witness to things. That is surrender. Because you are not putting your own... Without complaining, without murmuring, without complaining. Yeah, so accepting with total acceptance, that is what surrender means. Surrender has no other meaning. That is what surrender is. It is actually not even surrendering to anyone anything, just coming back to what you are. Understanding is needed, nothing else. You don't have to go and surrender in a temple in front of Shiva's statue that I surrender. There is nothing, no, there is just, it's all internal. Understanding is enough. All these fear arises only at the ego level. Surrender and jnana is exactly same. Bhakti or Sharanagati or knowledge. Knowing that I am self, what you are not, you just give up. It just dissolves. Dissolving of ego is surrender. Just understanding this truth is more important than anything else. Sometimes word don't carry the right meaning. It looks like surrender looks a very big word, especially, especially in the Western world that I don't want to surrender. Why should I surrender? You know, I have my own identity, my own self-esteem. This self-esteem is esteem of ego only. You know, there's nothing else. What else is it? When we understand this, then that energy in us unfolds, which is pure, which is uninvolved. It's not mixing up. It, it, to us, it appears that that awareness has mixed up with mind and this body and we are carrying this body and I'm acting and that's what I am. We never question it. The moment you start questioning it, and as Bhagwan says, who am I? If you ask this question really strongly and seriously, you will start noticing the gap between you and all entity, what you think you are, 
and it has to happen because understand that absolute will never create any illusion like we have been deceived so many times is this word that we are always skeptical i can't believe there was someone in satsang which we did face to face last week whom someone a, a, a sanyasi a sage was helping him throughout virupaksha cave and everywhere and he paid for the auto and everything and he always suspected that he needs something from me this is our mind we are always full of suspicion someone will die for us and we will be suspicious that he must be looking something from us he is after money he is after something if someone asks politely something we think he is after something from us i remember few years back i just called someone because i received some greeting card and i said hello and he said uh, what's the matter what can i do i said nothing he said then why you called me i said just to say thank you he said nobody calls to say thank you for a piece of card this is the way we live in this world we are so suspicious we always treat others as others as as if they will take away something from us that is all our ego we don't want to be take anything outside we just are, we are holders holding that is what the ego's job is keep collecting and more it collects more it becomes miserable more it gives more it disappears and you feel that bliss don't worry about concepts don't go on the words understand all where you act in life is at stake you can't fix ego i have to say very clearly you can never fix ego because everyone says be a better person you know good take good habits and you know be honest and yeah you can do some good stuff with ego you can become good but here we are talking about transcendence ki just moving from that plane taking this jump this leap so they also call it leap of faith because without faith you you think that i might not get that and i leave this and then what will happen to me this is all ego and some people say to me i'm so scared of that emptiness which you talk about emptiness i don't want emptiness i want things so it is your choice if you are happy the way you are that's okay you stay there but if you really are looking for that jump then you have to do it no one else can do it for you you have to stop operating from where you are operating now you can't fix it ego is not fixable thing you can only dissolve it you can only finish it you can make it disappear and what is left is you then it is all pure solid gold but if you want that no i would like to be in some sort of form let's do some impurity of ego in it so i stay as a form then yes you will stay as a form but then you will never know who you truly are 
you know they say in for pure gold you can't make any ornaments you can't change into form this holds very much true to stay in a form you have to have impurity of ego because that pure is formless nameless indescribable words cannot reach it words has no clue speech cannot describe it so many books have been written thousands of people have spoken but nobody can explain it properly to a mind to an ego but the moment you know it all scriptures all sayings all sages everything makes 100% sense but again when you speak then again you cannot explain others and then you will lose use your own way or language and at the end you will just feel frustrated because it is so hard to explain though it is so simple because it does not belong to any of these gadgets by which we explain things in this world because everything we explain is by speech by thoughts by action nearest you can explain it by pure silence of your inner being i think it is only bhagwan who knew that there is no other way to explain it his teaching is only silence if you ask me what is surrender a surrender is to attain that pure silence within you and stay with that opposite to his mind which is full of desires unending desires attachments likes dislikes that keeps it going if you take away energy from it i'll give you a very good clue how to disengage from mind i was talking to you that someone was saying that you know he was skeptical on a sadhu who was helping in tirunamalai okay that is other extreme a person who is so good and you are still skeptical i will say let's say you see a fraud who is deceiving you <laughs> and you stay as a witness to that also rather than disliking then you are receding you are moving away from that ego i'm not saying if someone is robbing you you should just give up money you have to do what you but internally there is no hate if you can stay that neutral that is what surrendering is because the scene what you what you see keep coming in front of you one after the other it it is all predestined it's prarabdh karma it is just happening you can't blame yourself or other or even that thief that is the role he has been given though it is a bad role and he will be punished by someone or you know but who are you to judge 
because you don't know the full story. Maybe you have robbed that person in the past. He's just equalizing the scores. But anyway, you just stay without losing your peace. People talk about peace of mind. I say they don't go together. Peace or mind, not peace of mind. If you choose peace, then there is no mind. If you choose mind, there is no peace. There's nothing like peace of mind. This is a complete false notion. I don't know who created it. It is to satisfy ego only, peace of mind. The moment you know this energy unfolding in you, you become mute, speechless. So many people who know this, they stop speaking. They don't know. It takes sometimes months and years to understand what this process is, what, what has happened. Only ego can say, I got it. And then, yeah, look, it is like this. No. Who will speak? For whom? Who got it? Nobody. There's no one who gets it. Only self realizes the self, not the ego realizes the self. It is never ever like that. The one who is trying to find the self has to go. Once it goes out or disappears, then what is left is self only. Rituals keep ego alive. That I'm doing this, I'm doing this, and I've done this, and I've done this, I've done fast, and I've done this, and I've attended retreat, and I will go to pilgrimage, and I will do this. And it feels that all this is, I've done. Because all these activities also give some peace to the mind. And we think one day, with these activities, everything just will just finish. Actually, these activities are just to bring that much peace to the mind that you can go beyond mind, can take that jump, do deeper sadhana. These are all supports for you rather than it is not the end. They are just some supports to start with. Some people are so mature, so advanced seekers that 
Sometimes I ask them if they have any questions and they say, look, I have disowned all questions of mind. I don't entertain any type of question or doubt. How beautiful that is. This is the trick of the mind to keep creating doubts and questions and attending satsang and creating as if we are doing a big deal. The big deal is just to be quiet and just be, be without attributes all the time. Chandra, hello, do you want to ask anything? Namaskar, I'm hello, Chandra Namaskar. Mohan. From, hello, Chandra Mohan. Uh, Bangalore. Hello. Um, I've been watching your YouTube videos a lot in the recent past and uh, got into a space of, uh, um, you know, the silent observation. Um, you talk a lot about like uh, being silent, not in egoistic mind. This is why like, I have a challenge, okay? So I have a family, I work in a company, I have many people under with whom I'm a manager, and then I have my parents at the age, I have my in-laws. So while doing all these activities, it's, it's very difficult to, you know, stay in a mindless state because it's constantly in search of like money, in search of, uh, you know, security for, myself and my family and also at work also like it's a different kind of search that always goes right how do you practice this while performing all these duties basically these duties are performed by the body and let it perform its body in the best possible way because we think we are bound by these actions by karmas that's why we are we are in this bondage and the and in the cycle of karma but that knowledge which frees you from this bondage of action is knowing that self what you are and for that there is no other way except to contemplate on it as much free time you have I can understand a very busy person who is always in the mind and is always thinking about so many aspects cannot free himself or herself during those actions but try to find some solitude in which you can sit and contemplate that look I am not this body and the actions done by the body are not my actions so try to give up that doership then that thing will unfold. And everyone can find some time. You're driving to work, you're having a shower, you might be doing gardening, cleanings. So many times we are just alone. There's no one around us every day. But if we want then time, what that time to be spent with mind and keep thinking, then what can we do? It is your choice. That time you can start witnessing yourself. And slowly and slowly that witnessing will percolate into your active life or action or even talking to people. That awareness never goes away. Actually, 
we get so involved in this mind mode that we leave that awareness mode this is our like we are actually we are sleeping we are drugged drugged by the ego that is why we call it awakening and that is the reason why alcohol is considered to be bad by all religions or spiritual groups because you are already with the dull mind already in illusion and being a depressive to the mind it will make you more deluded i think slow steps simple steps by whenever you have free time just try to not get involved in the thoughts try to drain that negative energy of thoughts and then you will start noticing how much it is peaceful and when you start noticing benefits of not engaging in mind then you will start losing all arguments with people you don't care some people are very sensitive about everything you know they get irritated very easily and some people are not same is in this endeavor to abide in self you just keep moving away from all this nonsense which we do in form of proving ourselves unnecessarily to people in situations and i'll tell you the most beautiful thing in this awareness mode is that you stay unbiased even in arguments you understand other people much better around you even if you don't agree and it is so calm so peaceful because you are not taking side to this body or that other body is not against you because all bodies are manifesting in that awareness same awareness is there what you are is in the other on everyone so there is no other in that sense so there is a direct intimate eternal connection with everything which is manifesting living non living human beings plants animals it is a connection in which you don't have to say that look we both belong to this religion or this country or this place or race so we are connected you just get connected with everything everything belongs to you this is the power of that awareness it is a shift it is a big shift in consciousness from individual consciousness you become universal consciousness but self efforts yes you have to put efforts it's not going to just happen all of a sudden unless there's so much of grace on you but still we have to do some of our own efforts to be into it Yeah, no. There was somebody else who raised their hand. 
I think it was Vipin Obroy or somebody raised yeah. their hand, but now they have taken it out. It's their choice. Sanjay May. Hello. Sanjay, I would like to thank you for all that you are doing. And thank you very much for your presence. Sanjay, I wanted to ask a question, but you were so right when you said that a time comes when all the questions finish. My question was that is witness part of awareness? That is my question, please. We are again landing into concepts and concepts don't help. I have to be very clear with you. But because I have to answer your question, I will say no. Witness is not part of awareness. Witness is a step towards awareness. Because witness looks like that there is something which is always trying to see what is happening. Awareness has no interest. Things are happening, unfolding. It is enjoying its own bliss. It is uninvolved. But witnessing is, yes, is a very important step in this unfoldment. Because witnessing means you are trying to detach yourself from the mind, from all the time of this constant, intrusive thoughts, one after other, in which you engage. Not all of them, but a lot of thoughts you engage. On an average, a person gets 75 to 85,000 thoughts in a day. We don't remember all of them, but we remember so many of them. And not just remembering, we get involved in them. But witnessing creates that, start creating that gap, trying to bring you to that. Actually, witnessing is also happening in that awareness. I would say it is more of an intermediary step. The energy by which you stay detached to all thoughts and happenings, then it just dissolves. Then there is no witnessing happening. It is just whatever it is, it is. Like that entity in us, which is always on the go, which is always telling others or himself or herself that I am doing this, then I have to do this and then this and this is going to happen and this person said and this and this and that. When you start witnessing these sounds, these noises becomes less and less and less. And then witnessing also dissolves in that. And then it all becomes natural, effortless, just whatever it is, it is.
so many things drop because all things happening in our life are because of our doership. You know, I'll tell you this thing, the way Bhagwan explained, I have never come across in any teaching. He clearly says all actions are bondage. When he says all actions are bondage, he's not, not saying actions of the body. He's talking about actions from doership mode. When you think I am doing, then they are all bondage. All. <clears throat> and witnessing frees you. Witnessing makes moves you out of karmic cycle to that pure knowledge by which you get free. Bhagwan shatters all beliefs of all people with full of ego who says I am karma yogi, you know. That's the way people say. All the people around me who know a bit of <laughs> karma yoga and all, they say we work hard, we help this, I have open charities and this is karma yoga and this is what the Krishna has said. You know, you can't look if they, that's what they have already agreed that this is what they are doing and this is the yoga they are doing. That's best wishes to them. You come to Bhagwan, he just smashes you. He finishes all this nonsense talk. He just says all actions are bondage. Finish. Who will say I am doing? Whoever is saying I am doing, he is finished. That means there is a doership. I am doing. Till that doer is there, there is no knowledge. How good the actions could be. Because here we are not talking about good actions or bad actions. Here we are talking about that eternal freedom. That is why all these sages, after their freedom, they don't do any charity. If some charity happens around them, they don't say no to it. But they understand what is the point in this dream to show that this is good or this is bad. It's just happening. Even in Bhagwan's time, even in that spiritual giant, people used to come and teach him lesson. Do you know? People used to come to him and ask him, you are sitting in a cave and India needs freedom and people are dying and everyone is doing something. What is your contribution? Or now this is Second World War or this and that, you know. That is all mind does. It, it just knows, it is projecting outward and keeps you outward as a doer. You never question this doer. And then comes some pure teaching which really shakes you up if you are ready for it. And I'll tell you, 
for a mature mind a mind which is open for this wisdom it is not difficult but a mind which wants this ego to be alive and wants to acquire self realization as it has acquired all other things then it is never going to happen because it is not in the domain of mind Thank you, thank you. see this whole world in front of you actions of the body as if you are sitting on a bench in front of a busy station in melbourne like you just sit on a bench in front of federation square or that and you just see people moving and you don't lose your stillness but that can only happen if you give up that gadget called mind which keeps entertaining you all the time it is like hand and glove it is your intimate relationship with mind which never frees you you don't see freedom if you give up this old friend then you are free right now but we don't want that freedom by giving up mind because mind has also given us lot of goodies and we are dependent on this mind for our petty desires for this body which is going to turn dust soon so this body which is going to be dust soon we try to keep pleasing this body and deceiving others as if we are going to live in this body eternally our foundations of life are completely wrong that is why we behave like this tell me if i am not telling you the truth i see people in their 80s or 90s and they have some disease and their first question is oh will it kill me i said i don't know this will kill you but one day you will be dead death definitely this fear of death is so much in everyone at every age 
because we think we are this body. We think we are this body because we own all these thoughts. This mind-body is one domain. Actually, body is coming through the mind. Mind is projecting everything. And you are none of this. Most intimate things, what you consider is your thoughts. You think they are your thoughts. Nobody knows it. But now we are coming to brain-computer interface by which they can put a chip in your brain and everyone can know your thoughts. You can be naked in front of everyone. So what it means, it means that even thought is a matter. It can be, it can be assessed, it can be known. It is not you, it is just a gadget. You play songs on Spotify and one day you start feeling that I am Spotify. These all songs are of my choice. Yes, they are of your choice. But you are not Spotify. And now you are really bothered by all these noises in the mind. And now you don't want to listen to them. So stop giving your energy to it. Energy is in form of your desires, attachments, your fear. Witnessing just means it starts staying as you are without mind. As if you have nothing to do with it. You are not giving any more work to it. People come to the conclusion early, if you, if you work the way I am telling you, it is just a matter of few weeks that you start feeling that difference. It depends on your sadhana, your practice, how much you understand, how much you want to do. Though it is not a difficult task and it is a simple teaching. But then we get lost in our all what we want to accomplish in this world, leave a legacy or whatever. Taking care of kids, then we have to take care of grandkids and that great, great grandkids and one day we will be dead taking care of everyone. Not knowing who am I. Because work never ends, action never ends. I meet people of all ages, especially elderly. I believe they become more busy after their retirement. Because everyone thinks they are useless, so everyone gives them work. Grandkids and taking care of house and pets and you know all sorts of things. And if nobody gives them work, then there is one thing known as television, which keeps them busy. Or all this media, phone nowadays, you know. Next generation will be born with enterocolis, which means bent neck, you know, flexed neck. Because everyone's neck is like this nowadays, whether they are running, walking, talking, sitting,
Bend your neck to see your heart, not your phone. This is all the tricks of mind. It keeps you busy. You know, I'm so busy. You know, I've got Facebook. I've got this, this. It doesn't help if you attend satsang and as soon as satsang ends then you start gossiping with someone about some stupid thing. Then it's not going to help you. Or you think, oh my god, how heavy this satsang was. Now let's watch a movie and ah, feel some lighter, you know. This is all tricks of the mind, keeps you engaged, you know. And we think it is me. Who needs entertainment, tell me? You, that eternal bliss, or your mind? Who want indulgence? If you are that bliss personified, then you will be not looking forward to anything. Yes, if something happens, that's good. But you are not seeking pleasure in things and beings and situations. We actually have premature conclusions, we abort this process, we do self-sabotage. Rather than going deep and finding our own bliss, we depend on these tools of entertainment to get lost. Don't think it's only alcohol, it can be anything, your eating habits, visiting these all nice beautiful places, Whatever it is. There's nothing wrong in doing these acts, but if you do these acts as they come, rather than seeking them, then you can spend all that energy in your own awareness. Finding your own bliss. Nobody knows what goes within us, only we know. And we know how much garbage we are carrying. And this garbage truck, which is called mind, if you just keep it away, then you are that pure. You don't have to Correct it. You just have to leave it.
ego is beyond repair. You know the term God, what it means? That pure awareness. But if you call it God and you love God and you do prayers and you do bhajans, actually you, whatever you like, you love, you adore, you remember, you become that. So all these methods, that's why they all work. Though they look absurd. Because when this is what it is, then why these things work? This, this works because that's what they are looking. Because what you look for, you get that. Here you don't get that, you become that, you are that. It comes to your own knowledge. It is your own self-knowledge. Understand there is nothing externally which you have to change. You just have to change from where you are performing everything. You have to move from this place. When you move, then what is true manifest. It is as if you are standing in front of your own realization and asking others to move out. You're not counting yourself. You are the obstacle. But the moment you understand and you give way, you move out, then there's nothing else to be sorted out. Everyone has to sort out themselves. And this profound understanding comes when you have real longing to know the self. Then all this wisdom dawns on you and, and I think everything just falls in place. Shravan Manan Nididhyasana You Shravan, you hear about these things. Manan, you keep going into it. Nididhyasana, contemplate on it. You go deeper. Make this your own experiential understanding, not at intellectual level, not at mind level. Practice it, do it, find it. You should testify yourself. You should be your own evidence. Be that what all these scriptures are talking about. And how to test? It is so easy. You read any scripture, if what they are talking, that is what you are and that's what you are. It's all done. But nobody has to confirm through scriptures. You know it. Because it is so profound. You don't have to go to someone to make a diagnosis of who you are. You know. 
Bhagwan never said that you do self-inquiry, then come to me and I'll check out whether <laughs> you know it or not. He said, just do it and you will know it. People only came to clear their doubts. Who had no doubts, who understood, who did, they never spoke any word. Most of the people love that someone gives a technique like doing a japa or doing some mudra or some posture and you know do it for this course and then advanced course and then super advanced course and could charge maybe few hundred dollars or thousand dollars more you charge more it is powerful more you are wearing big robes or anything you know more it creates authority you know let's say if the teacher you know doesn't eat pure sattvic food, then it might be wrong. He's not living in ashram. Maybe it's not effect. If no, will not be effective. It's nothing to do with all these external appearances of people. Because that's the way our mind is, you know. Anything free, they think useless. But I'll tell you, tell you, free but invaluable, you cannot put money to it, this knowledge. If you put money to it, it is, people who charge money, I don't want to say anything, but it is not a business. If it is a business, then it is not knowledge, then it is only a business. If a teacher is trying to be rich by these teachings, then it is a business, isn't it? Then first thing first, the teacher has to correct himself or herself first. You see Ramana Ashram website, you will not find even a donate button there. And you go there, they never ask for money. You stay there free for three days usually or even more. You stay, food, everything is free. And then there are who charge money for each course and exorbitant prizes and then ask for donations and then there are long queues there because they cater to the human ego and Bhagwan's cater to that Brahman pure Sattvic
How many takers for that pure knowledge? Very less. And how many take it to the end are also very, very less. And a teacher like Bhagwan is always there. He has not like you can't say that you need a living guru. His words are living. They can make those profound changes in you right now. Ramana Satguru, you know, that was Milakantanji was saying it is he is Satguru, he's real Satguru. Not just name, he is Ramana Satguru. I believe he is having more impact right now than we when he was in body. And we all are testimonial to that. Born long after he left his body, but his impact can be felt right now within our heart. Because it is that, I am that. There is no external Ramana. Take it seriously and take it till the end. Don't take this teaching as and don't be half cooked, just finish it. There is no other time to do it. It is right now. This is the moment. Don't postpone. Freedom is your birthright. Just everything can wait and everything can be done after this freedom. Thank you everyone. Om Shanti Shanti Shanti.